Hey, Perfect Movie listeners, this is Steven, just letting you know that the episode you're about to listen to was released one year ago this month. If you're one of our Patreon supporters, we call them Gomertrons, then you could be getting this episode a whole year in advance. Just think of all the updated, in-the-moment space camp thoughts you're missing. You also get the result show, which never show up on this main feed, plus up to two bonus episodes on top of that, depending on the level at which you subscribe. So what are you waiting for? Head over right now to patreon.com slash two gomers and sign up for up-to-date episodes of Perfect Movie and more. And if you like what you hear, make sure you check out our flagship podcast, the Two Gomers Podcast, a show about two regular guys in their mid-40s embracing midlife chasing healthy aging and inviting a nation along for the run seriously it's an embarrassment of riches over there so fun and free so don't go there before you go to patreon.com and start supporting us all right enjoy the episode for many actors in the 80s and 90s wearing facial prosthetics was a rite of passage if they wanted to break into the upper echelon of big budget movies Jeff Goldblum, Peter Weller, Rebecca Romaine, Leah Thompson. If you wanted to be a fly, Robocop, X-Man, or older version of yourself in the future, you had to be willing to sit in the makeup chair for hours a day. For some, it was just another part of the job. But for others, like Jim Carrey, who reportedly hired a CIA torture specialist to help him survive his daily Grinch transformation, it was pure torment. TV star Tim Allen was so eager to break into movies that he agreed to undergo five hours of makeup and prosthetic applications to transform into jolly old Saint Nick, plus two hours to take it all off every day for months. And they were summer months, which made the multiple fat suits he had to don all the more arduous. Allen experienced heat rashes, scars, scratches, bruises, and infections. Eventually, a cap of six hours of filming per day was placed on the production because of the poor ventilation in the suits and prosthetics, causing Kris Kringle to regularly pass out. The star's coping mechanism, not surprisingly, was humor, but the combination of Alan's tendency towards obscenity and the constant presence of child actors extended filming even longer as producers had to pull their leaning man away for frequent timeouts. Did it all pay off? Was the movie in question worth the trouble? And where was the CIA torture specialist when you needed him? We're the two gomers. We're talking the Santa Claus. And this is Perfect Movie. Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Ho, ho, 
ho, Merry Christmas, dude. Or should I say, whoa, oh, oh. Does he ever do that in this movie? Does he ever go, oh, oh. Does he grunt? Yeah, he does it one time, and it's when he says, ho, ho, ho. We're done, Comet. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, Back he does? But, but when is that in the movie? Right before he's like, when I wake up tomorrow. I'm getting a CAT scan. <laughs> Great line. Yeah, that's like Aaron, one of Aaron's favorite lines in the whole movie. Yeah, they got to laugh out loud last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right there. That's the only nod. There are actually a couple other nods to Home Improvement. I don't know if you picked up on them. No, the the noise I noticed was when he uh, the, the he runs into the ladder with his head, bonks his mm-hmm. head. Charlie says, "Look at a rose, such a clatter," and he goes, "Oh, oh, that, oh, yep. you know what okay. I mean? Like, yep. which is uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not doing it very well, but I don't know if it's that far off. It's just like this man built his career on grunting and." Yep. I mean, which is perfect for us. I mean, we love noises. Just noises, for sure. I mean, yeah. I guess that was from his stand-up, which I've never listened to. It's uh, it's a it's a, a hello. It's a Billy Crystal hello. Yep. yep. Thing. Yep. That he where overused it, in City Slickers, right? Yes. Where I don't know this for sure, but I, we said this in the City Slickers app. My assumption is hello is from his stand-up. Sure. Um, And so Tim Allen, obviously a stand-up comedian first, grunting, turned his grunts into the number one television show at the time. Right. And then used that grunting success to become the Santa (laughs) Claus. To be sort of Midwest manly kind of. Uh, Now, there's a couple other nods, though, to Home Improvement. So you've got the grunt from the Rose Such a Ladder Company. Funny pun. Good pun. The original name of the movie. Did you you see this? I did see that. Yep. Such a Clatter was going to be the name of this movie. I'm I'm not surprised you saw it. We probably read all the same 10 things you didn't know about the Santa Claus before we record. Not nearly. Because I think this is a perfect title. I think uh, it's I I think it's amazing. Yep. I love it. I, I was thinking about that as one of my one of my uh <laughs> exhibits. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. Uh, it is such a good pun. Yep. It's a fantastic pun. Yep. Just like Rose such a gladder. Uh mm-hmm. just add that E like you saw in the Gomer one sheet. I you do you see how I wrote the E? Did it the come E's through in red. color? Yep, okay. the E's in red. Kind of like Home Alone has a weird E too. Yeah, but the the way that the clo- I mean, now they I I think Bernard explains over explains it. You know, okay. you're a lawyer. You know, like a clause, the final line of a thing. Like yep. I think I, I could have used a little bit more subtlety. That's not s- subtlety is not something this movie traffics in though. So I'm <laughs> no. not surprised. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just love that. The the E in Home Alone is leaning. Why though? Uh, is there a reason it for just, that? It's. Uh, I don't know. Is it from the title sequence? I think it's from the title sequence. 
at least the title sequence in Home Alone 2, right? He like turns yeah. on the light and then the E kind of falls. Yeah. So maybe of. it's just, it's supposed to be kind of off kilter because yeah. of the mess Kevin makes. Yeah. It's a but tad to have a skew. pun, an actual pun that works and is pretty funny yep. in the title. And I think we were saying in the Steel Magnolia, at the end of the Steel Magnolias ep, you have to have the the uh-huh. or else the pun doesn't work. Yep. The Santa Claus. Wow. You yep. guys did it. Okay, that's yep. the app, folks. We well figured it done. out. It's a perfect, perfect movie. movie title. Um, yeah. Now, back to the home improvement thing. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I picked up a couple others. So okay. there's the uh thing. Then there's uh. the ho, 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 right? Yep, yep. Um, there's a point at which he's in the, you know, North North Pole, North Pole uh-huh. City. Um, yep. And he he's kind of like looking at all the tools. Right. Does he say so, more power or something? Did mm, I miss that? No, I don't I don't think so. Although I guess when he's he does kind of supercharge or they supercharge Santa's sleigh. Yeah, and there's that whole sequence of like shooting things with fire. Yep. Uh-huh. Like m- making the Santa suit have more power. Even right. kind of like the um cookie dispenser stuff. Uh-huh. Is home improvement adjacent right that's the kind of thing home improvement viewers eat up oh yeah totally yeah um one more but before we get to that did you like home improvement did you guys watch that i I was gonna ask you that same thing i remember loving home improvement okay i remember loving home improvement i mean we're probably talking multiple times in this episode that tim allen is my dad Right, you've mentioned that, and I actually watched this movie last night, which, by the way, took a little bit of convincing <laughs> to make it happen in my in my household because it was November sixteenth last oh, night, yeah. sure, and sure. I'm like, "All right, here we go." Now, yep. Jack outright refused; he would oh, not really? watch the Santa Claus with me until after Thanksgiving, and even clo- the Santa Claus for us is one of our upper tier. Yeah. Christmas movies. Yeah, we watch it close yeah. to the date. Okay. Sure. So this was far too early for him. So I had to watch it on an evening when he was at work at McDonald's. Uh-huh. Great job, kid. Yep. And Jessica relented eventually. Okay. Um, because <laughs> I just, I, I didn't want to watch the Santa Claus in November by myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And watching this before Thanksgiving, unless it's the summer is really hard for me as well. <laughs> right. It's it's December or June for yeah. Anthony. It has to be the summer or December. Uh, oh, I love And you this know, movie. we we have we have released our sticklerness and grumpiness yep. about what yeah. you're supposed to do before or after Thanksgiving, but we still hold a certain amount of a certain group of movies in pretty high esteem, yep. Christmas movies, and so we like to wait until kind of the second half of December for certain movies. And this is in that category. Yes. This is this one's pretty sacred. Yep. It's, yeah. it's pretty sacred. Um, so Aaron and I did watch it the other day. Mm-hmm. We had an amazing time. It was like mm-hmm. it actually happened. Like I made wow. some some hot toddies, which is like oh, our, wow. our late fall winter drink. Which yep. Yep. just it's the it's I mean, you can make it alcohol or non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the version with alcohol, the adult hot toddy yep. is bourbon, lemon, cinnamon, honey, hot water. It cures mm. whatever ails you. It's incredible. Yeah, Leave out sounds the great. bourbon if you want the PG version or whatever. Um, but okay. anyway, so we made that. We watched it. We laughed. It was mm-hmm. great. Um, uh, but it was unusual for us to sit and watch it before Thanksgiving. And yeah. we watched it after the girlies went to bed. Right. Um, which actually we probably would have preferred to watch and or. But mm, sure. Yeah, but you got to, you have to have your priorities for gotta, the podcast, right? Yep. We gotta you gotta do it for the podcast. And we did okay. have a, a total blast. But Tim Wait, Allen. Now I, now I have to go back. Yeah, oh, we have to go okay. back in our tangents. So I okay. think you asked me, did I like home improvement? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Um I I remember it being kind of inescapable at that uh-huh. time, 93, 94. Yeah. Um, I thought Tim Allen was really funny. Mm-hmm. I liked the more power stuff. I yep. liked Wilson. I thought that was a funny thing. Totally funny. I loved it. Um, loved the little so life he, lessons. It always had a life lesson, right? Like the wise sage of a neighbor. I loved that trope. And I feel like the wise lesson was always the same. Am I wrong about this? Was always huh. just relax, Tim. Sure. Care about your family a little bit more than work. Be present. <laughs> like, right. Let go, detach. It's probably all we probably learned more lessons than we realize. And that we're finally oh, yeah. realizing in our forties, like the wisest person we know. <laughs> well, and Wilson. I think we're suckers for that now, and we were suckers sure. for it then, probably. So yeah, I do remember really liking Home Improvement, really liking Tim Allen, really liking this movie, even though I don't think I saw it in the theater. I know. I don't think so either. That So, dang it, there's so much we have to talk about. Um, because this hit for us when, so we I would have been 15, you would have been 16. Yep. I My don't junior know year that, in high school. Yeah, I'm not sure we would have gone to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I say I'm, I, it's curious to me that I didn't see it in the theater because I like Tim Allen a lot. Um the year after I was I went to see Tim Allen in Toy Story as a yep. senior in high in high school. So what was keeping me from the Santa Claus? I'm not sure. Cheesy was Christmas, kind of, maybe like family stuff. We were trying kind of like that teenage, like age out of family. I guess viewing, so. Maybe. I'm trying to figure out what else came out, not only that year that I'm looking at the one sheet right now, but what would have come out during how uh, well, during the the last half of or during this season. Yeah, yeah. So Star Trek Generations Christmas. was the big one for Which me we went in to see December together. of yeah. yeah, of 1994. Um I think Dumb and Dumber was yeah. a Christmas time release. Sure. Okay, yeah. So looking at the movies released around the same time actually yeah. kind of showed a little bit of our age. So like Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura those were like huge. You know what I mean? Like, those were those were. I mean, both Jim Carrey movies, but those were like the kind of comedy star-driven movie yeah. that we were most interested in yeah, yeah, at like that age. Our age, and for sure, like we would have been a more little interested. bit like yeah. very silly, yeah, raunchy uh-huh. to a certain extent. Yep. Um, and we would go and just bask 
in yeah. the just in the, the glory <laughs> of Jim Carrey in the early nineties. Hundred percent. And then liar, liar. Rolling in the aisles laughing, liar, liar. Yep, that kind of thing. Now, Mrs. Doubtfire is there too. I feel like that might have been a summer movie. Speed, definitely summer. Yep. Forrest Gump Forrest summer because I remember Alex. that party I went to. Oh, yeah. um, Lion King summer. So I actually think Generations. Do you think Generations was fall into Christmas uh, time? No, no, no. That was, I'm pretty sure that was December because we went to see on Frog. Okay. Remember? Mm-hmm. And yep, then I do. I wrote it in my Star Trek Generations journal for <laughs> band for tour band. Yeah. Uh all about on Franck and then Star Trek Generations. <laughs> um okay, so I would say we were pretty busy with Dumb and Dumber, Star yep. Trek Generations and on Franck. Yep, we too were. busy with those things probably to see the Santa yes. Claus and Johan Demai. Oh man. Um, I think the my biggest memory of watching watching this movie was on the screens at Blockbuster. Okay, sure. When I had a job at Blockbuster in '96, this during Christmas time, this was on kind of steady rotation on those on the TV screen. You know what I mean? The TV yep. screens Four, all, three. on the walls. Yeah. Yep. Big rent a big rental for sure during these years. Yeah. I mean, this movie is so rewatchable. Yep. It's it's just ultimately rewatchable. Um and also not, a, gr- a great background mu- a great background movie, 100%. I think. 100%. Great movie yep. to fall asleep to. Well, obviously, <laughs> yeah, one of Anthony's favorites. I mean, that's why I was saying I love it so much. Like when La- when when Aaron and I watched it the other day, as uh-huh. soon as that music came on, it just makes me happy. Okay, I want I want to hear more about what so you think about the score. I think in the trial. Sure. Um, to uh, you were going to say one more home improvement thing you yep. noticed. Yeah, yeah. So my family, like, other than the fact that that uh, Tim Allen in Home uh-huh. Improvement and in this is very much like my dad. Yeah. I mean, they have the 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 red jacket that Tim Allen wears with his silk boxer shorts. Two things. My dad's probably listening to this. Those are two things my dad hundred percent had. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, that kind of poofy. It's yeah. a maroon. I guess yeah. it's like a maroon coat, it's like a ski jacket um, that that cuts right at the waist. Like that is so nineties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't oh, yeah. look flattering to anybody. It looks. You know what I mean? Like jackets now go below the belt. You know what I mean? I actually think they've been shortening, but I do yes, know what you mean. They, the, no, no, no. They have been shortening. The, the members only jacket that we now have, right, is at that mm-hmm. length. But I feel like yep. that went out of style in the 2000s. Jackets yes. went down. You know, you could have a trench coat. You could have like a pea coat or a longer jacket that went yep. down mid, uh, mid thigh, which is, yes. I think, f- more flattering to most people. When you cut well, yourself it, off of that belt, especially with a, you know, I've got... A little bit of that beer belly, it's not good looking. I, I'm not quite sure what to do nowadays because mm. I think that I always prefer a longer torso. Yeah. What is this, our eighth, ninth tangent? I, I prefer a long torso. And I think that because things are going back to 90s stuff, fashion-wise, yes, totally. it's hard to get a jacket, a sweatshirt, even a shirt that lengthens your torso. I mean, there's a scene in... The Santa Claus, 
where Charlie's mom comes to the soccer field yep. with Judge Reinhold mm-hmm. and her fit, th- this mom jean, high-waisted mom jean, yep. like her torso looks about a foot tall yeah, because yeah. she has this t-shirt on, rolled up sleeves, cap. Right. You go out, you go onto the college campus right now and that's, th- this is what you're seeing. Dude, I know. T- totally. I mean, it's I have, back. So we've got, we've, it's like the mom look from the nineties. Yep. Is like so cool now. I mean, like, yep. I had a student the other day. She's really styling, really fashionable. She had like stonewashed jeans pulled up super. I, I, I this sound, I'm, I'm not like observing. Okay. It's this, I'm just <laughs> telling you what I saw. Okay. With yes. a, pulled up super high. Kind of grandma mom style, and then a cardigan. Uh huh. Like I don't know, but it. She looked fashionable and cool, but I was like, I like if Aaron wore that. Yeah. Or if Jessica yes. wore that, right? Wouldn't it look weird? I think that they wouldn't because they're actual moms in 2022. I know, but okay, let's say they <laughs> put on so- they put on that actual outfit. They wouldn't look like early twenty somethings. Do, do you know what I mean? Right, exactly. I, I, yes, I know exactly what I mean. It's like when I wear Jack or Noah's clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car it doesn't or like look. It doesn't pajamas. look good. It looks yeah. like I'm trying to be who I was then, and I'm not anymore. They mm. can wear it, and it's fine right. because it looks like what I used to wear when I was their age. It's a very <laughs> odd thing. And watching a movie like The Santa Claus, which is set in '94, uh huh, is disorienting for that reason now in 2022 because you're like. That looks like something somebody would wear. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry about that tangent. What I will say oh, is yeah. I understand completely what you mean about your dad and the silk boxers. Silk <laughs> is something I still <laughs> connect with your dad. <laughs> to this day, when yeah. I think of a silk shirt, especially. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, we were wearing silk shirts yep. in 1993, 1994. But your dad, yep, rocked those silk shirts. Dude, I know my the the nineties were like my dad was styling the Z Cavarici jeans, shopping at the buckle, yes. you know, yes. like those those twenty somethings telling him what to do. He was like thirty five or so, yeah, like silk shirt tucked in. Mm-hmm. He had the silk sport jacket. He was cool, yeah. man. He had a gold like watch, like. He looked like Tim yep. in this. Now, is Tim cool. Allen... He had round glasses. Like, His glasses yeah. were really cool. Is Tim Allen a hirsute man? Is he is he hairy? Oh, probably. Like, does he have hairy arms and a hairy chest and stuff? Probably. Because something yeah. else I remember about your dad was he yeah. had hairy arms, and I think he still does. <laughs> but I remember that gold watch, and he had like dark Italian hair on yep. his arm. <laughs> Silk shirt. <laughs> yep. Wow, Mr. G. Yeah, so cool, Dad. Um, uh, he, I, he's 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 probably gonna text us that he's like tearing down a tree right now, like in a couple <laughs> weeks. Be like, I've listened to your episode. We love you, Dad. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just like when he walks out there, mm-hmm. and he's got the the it, my, Aaron and I looked at each other like that's my dad, except the beard. My dad's beard. Your was dad had a beard. Tops. Yep. tops. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. He holds himself like your dad. It's mm-hmm. a very, it's, and I would, it's another thing, I think. It's just another thing that cements this movie mm. in 1994. Yes. Um, 
So can we do the Gomer one sheet? Because uh, I, I think a lot of this stuff is not. It sounds ninety four. I oh, mean, we already sure. read all the movies that came out at the at that same time, and that just puts you in that time frame for sure. Absolutely. All right, this movie came out November eleventh, nineteen ninety four. Now I never heard the tagline to this. I yeah, this is new on to me too. Sheet. I've never heard of this. This is from IMDb. It said okay. the Santa Claus tagline. This Christmas, the snow hits the fan. Never heard of that. So I think that's gilding the lily. Too many puns here. Agreed. I I think the Santa Claus stands pretty well um, on its own. Yep. Although yep. perfect fine print, perfect business card, perfect fine print. Like when they mm-hmm. zoom in. Mm-hmm. Good joke. The, I, I love a magnifying, magnifying glass glasses. <laughs> Me too. Um, uh, back to, the, back to because, the future, one or three. Or two, as a magnifying glass joke. I don't know. Uh, it's Doc, like his mouth is in the magnifying glass. Oh, I think glass. it's three. I okay. think it's three in his barn. Yep. But th- yeah, there's the double joke that a magnifying glass provides, which is it magnifies the small print, which is funny. Yep. And then you get the perspective from the small print to Tim yep. Allen's mouth. That's yep. big. Perfect. <laughs> Great stuff. Perfect magnifying glass scene. Uh, yep. All right, running time on this movie, an hour and 38 minutes, perfect. Mm, mm. Ooh. I, I mean, I mean, with credits, yeah. you're getting close to just 90 minutes. I know, you're the, like of one film. 32, Ooh. and I must tell you, when Aaron and I actually got around to watching this, like after the girls went to sleep, and I saw that yeah. it was an hour 38, one of the best things I've seen in my entire life. Because I... I could not agree more. That is such a great feeling when you're like, I get to go to sleep in I know. 90 minutes. I know. It was like 9 o'clock when we started. It was like 10.30. Okay, I have to get up at 6. I'm going to get uh-huh. to sleep for about 7 to 7.5 hours. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I can't tell you how many times I've been in this situation. <laughs> so I felt, I and I thought about you also. Cause yes, it's a great running time. Apparently the original cut of this movie was over two hours. Like two hours. Yeah, I read that there was a lot of Charlie stuff Mm -hmm, that got mm -hmm. cut. Um, And then they were just like, eh, this movie isn't about Charlie. I I think that's a great call. Yeah. It's awesome. Probably bummer for him. But. Well, he got to be in the sequels. So he's good. Yes. And perfect, perfect edit, perfect call. Dang it. We're we're spoiling all of our evidence. I don't know if I have hey, any... We love this movie, obviously. I don't, know if I, I, don't, I don't know that this movie is universally beloved, so I wonder if people are like, why do they think this one is perfect? We'll get there. Oh, we'll, we'll get there, but also I have plenty of strickens. <laughs> oh, man, I love this movie because of that. Yeah, I have a ton of strickens, a whole section, mm-hmm. just like Space Camp. Yeah. Um, okay, budget, $22 million, grossed at the box office, yep. $145 million U.S., 190.5 worldwide. That's amazing. A big hit. They, and it also, I read, had legs. Like, it didn't get there right away. Mm. It wasn't number one its first week. It gradually worked mm. its way up yeah. to number one and then stayed there for a long time. Oh, nice. Yeah, but what I mean, about, like, VHS and, D, like, this, yeah. that's where I feel like this had real legs. Oh, for sure. Perfect moment for all of that. Like, mid-90s. Yep. For for yeah. for VHS home rentals DVDs mm-hmm. firing on all cylinders. Uh, yeah, I mean, also I read that that this um, 
it's not that Disney didn't do this, but they they weren't even going to like do a whole lot with it. And then they started watching the dailies and were like, this is really good. Like, yep. this is really yeah. funny. And mm -hmm. then Disney came and backed it because was Buena Vista. Is that a different? No, that's Disney owned. Right. Um, but is that not? But it's, it's kind of like a shingle of theirs, right? Like sure. it's, it's kind like of a secondary stone. thing. Yeah. So to have the Disney castle at the beginning. Yeah, that's it. I think was a choice they made mid-production. Okay. This and is a this is Disney's The Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Okay. So that that uh changed when they saw the dailies, I guess. Yeah. Um Yeah. Okay, this did actually win two awards. Mm -hmm. Saturn Award, which is kind of like, you know, tech stuff. Sci-fi um, sci-fi movies, sci I think. Yep. Is that what it is? Or yeah. Yep. They gave the best makeup award to Alec Gills and Tom Woodruff Jr. for uh, all that you talked about in the cold open for Tim yeah. Allen's makeup, which is really good. Really good. Yep. Like it, it, that stands up better than back to the future and Forrest Gump. I agree. This, uh, they deserve this award. It's yep. really good. They did. They did incredibly well. The only time I don't think it looks great is when he shaves and bleed or like dyes his hair. Looks, I mean, it's kind that, uh, I audibly make a gr disgusted sound every yeah. time that happens. Now, is that on purpose? Maybe. They're trying to make him look y awful. Yeah, I think. you're right. Yep. But it's jarring in a way that the rest of his makeup isn't, I think. Yeah. But yeah. it, it's really good. Um, it's good. And also, it won a BMI Film Music Award for the score, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, wow. Michael yeah, Convertino never sorry dude if you're listening to this I've never heard of the guy this is his big movie on IMDb this is like it don't add us Michael Corvin Corvertino but we, we we don't know who you are oh I'm sorry dude um mm. Rotten Tomatoes 73% critic 65 yeah. that I would that was actually lower 65% audience I'm like do people not love this well, this may be another rude awakening oh. for us, space camp style, where Shoot. we realize, oh, maybe. Now, I actually don't think that's true. My assumption is when Annie puts this up to vote, we're going to get a lot of yeses. Okay. Because we have a lot of listeners who are our age, dude. Yeah. And so it's like, this is this is kind of peak 90s. Yeah. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. I, I Moving forward, too. Love it. Uh, okay, one other thing. Yeah. Before mm -hmm. we, or we finished the Gomer one sheet. Now, I read and we read all the same things that originally this was written for Bill Murray. Which I think makes sense to me. Yep. Because he's he's got that snark. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tim Allen is so sarcastic uh -huh. and snarky <laughs> right. during this movie. Yeah. And so that feels totally Bill Murray-y to me. In fact, there was one line reading last night where I was like, that could... That, Feels like it was written for Bill Murray. I can't remember what it was. But okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think I could see it, but there's something more. Uh, oh, what's a, par a parental, more fatherly? Yeah, patriarch, not paternal. Sure. I don't know. No, ab I, about yeah, Tim paternal. Allen. And maybe it's because he reminds us of my dad. That could be. Yeah, I, I, is is Bill Murray a dad in any movie? Great question i can't think of one Did, off the top of my head i'm sure there are kids in any movie ghostbusters no groundhog day no 
Stripes, no. Uh, what about what is, Bob? No. What about Bob? No. Dang, I don't, has he ever played a dad? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 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 we, we should look that up, but I can't think of one. Huh. So, Interesting. This would be a standout then for him. Uh-huh. I don't know that we've ever seen him be a parent on screen. Uh, huh. Wow, okay. And then apparently yeah. after he said no because of conflicts of uh, schedule, uh, they offered it to Chevy Chase. Okay, another uh, grumpy guy. Total grumpy Gus. Uh now, I know uh, Europe or um, sorry, Christmas Vacation was before this, which is also and a top. Probably 10. Scrooged was too. So Scrooge, Bill Murray and yes. Chevy Chase have also done yep. Christmas movies. Another Bill Murray movie where he doesn't have kids. Uh huh. And so I wonder if both of them were also like, nah. Yeah. We already did the Christmas thing. Right. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. So. This is like a Will Ferrell elf situation where you get an uh, a TV guy to yep. be to do a Christmas breakout role. I don't know. I think the Tim Allen Tim Allen casting is perfect for it. I I do too. I, there, and there's just something again. I hate to harp on this over and over again. That really cements it into the '90s. Yep. Because it's Tim Allen. Totally. I mean, the the thing that you that everybody if you. Uh, look into this movie for a second you hear that he was number one tv show number one right. book number one movie in the same week it, it's his right it's his decade it's his apex way to go don't stand too close to a naked man i think was the name of the book which i owned oh really i was given it for christmas uh-huh but from my aunt i never read it Okay. But I owned Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man, <laughs> which sounds a little bit also Tim Allen-ish, 90s. What is yeah. that title? What is it referring what to? Is, yeah. I, I I don't know. I just, I just never, I, I never, it was did not pique my interest. And so I think I brought it to Half Price Books or something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, was he yeah. just, was he a bad boy? I mean, he was, he went to jail, right? He was like into drugs. He was kind yeah. of. Kind of a Midwest bad boy turned family and now man. now he's kind of hyper conservative. So right. th there's like all sorts of interesting things about Tim Allen and people's opinions of him. He, I think he has, he still has a successful show on ABC. All right. I can't remember the name of it. Uh uh. Stand, Stand Up Guys. Last, man, st last, last man Standing, yeah, I think, is it? It's called. Okay. Um, and also, yesterday. At the time of recording of this, what? the Santa Clauses dropped two episodes. Oh, right. On Disney Plus. I have not seen that yet. Okay, I'm going to watch a couple episodes before the results show so I can report back in. Okay. We'll, we'll do the same thing. Um, okay. Just to touch. Which is kind of why we're also why we're recording this episode yeah. this year. Right, 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 right. In journalism, it's called the peg. What's Ooh. the peg for this? article that you're writing special interest oh it's because this is happening in culture Ooh. so the peg for our santa claus episode is the fact that the santa claus is is releasing <laughs> good job us that rules yeah. okay I, I forgot about yep. that but that's great oh dude your display yep. of legos is looking real good You've yep i've got wally yep and then down here the nes tv well, thank you i appreciate that i was gonna put christmas lights up i was gonna wear my santa cap for this app but all that stuff is still in our shed i'm bringing it out this weekend oh yeah that's we're not quite ready for that 
And the DeLorean, no. do you have the Lego DeLorean yet? You mean the the big one, the the new one? Yeah. I I have it in a box and asked Jessica to give the thing I bought to me for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I did manage to get the new big DeLorean set. Okay, sweet. I want that so bad. But I bad. haven't put it together yet. I forgot to order it. Yeah. Um, okay, let me tie this up with... The final thought on home improvement that I okay. can get back to. So he's got the tools. Right, that we started uh, 37 minutes ago. Yep. Um, <laughs> he says this great line. Uh-huh. He says, You're happy, Comet. Hope you're happy. But most of all, I hope the guy that lives here is a tailor. Oh. You know? But wait, he means a tailor, though. Right. Not a Tim Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He means a tailor. You think that's a home improvement reference. No, I mean, like, okay. right? He's a tailor. Tim the Toolman Taylor. He's just, a tailor. Yeah. I, th- I think Tim that's the Toolman Taylor. A little yeah. a, a little nod. Remember when um, the youngest son became a goth? Yep. In home improvement? Yep. A very special episode. Actually, I think it was a whole series of episodes. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. You, it's Mark like, Taylor went goth. He was always, like, the cute little the the youngest right and then yeah it's like we need yep. a storyline because the middle dude mm-hmm. is like hilarious and on lion king and becoming a movie star oh, yeah. and jtt yep the older kid i don't know if he went anywhere but they had to give mark something to do so he went goth and everyone was really upset and scared about that did you ever have a crush on the the mom in home improvement no Shockingly, I kind of. I, I I'll didn't tell you have the truth. a lot of I kinda, mom crushes. <laughs> I kind of did, think. dude. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like you were like in middle school. I I don't know. That sounds really weird, but I totally did. I didn't have a crush on her, but boy was I jazzed when she showed up in West Wing. Oh yeah, remember she yep. is Alan Alda. Is that his name? I don't remember when he's running for president. Oh yeah, in the the final season, she's his uh, secretary or personal assistant or yes. something. Yeah. And whenever she came on screen, I got a little home improvement thrill. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Wait, did yep. you have other mom crushes? No, I don't think so. Okay, maybe I, we should cut that if I'm weird. Oh, <laughs> keep it in. <laughs> People have to know about your mom crushes. <laughs> You know, I had my eyes on, you know, Topanga or oh, DJ Tanner, but you, you're you like, ooh, Mrs. Taylor from Home I don't Improvement. Know. I, hubba, I, I, hubba. I don't know where that came from, but 100% Topanga, 100% Winnie Cooper, 100% Back to the Future. I mean, She was Winnie Cooper, I forgot. <laughs> All right, let me read the back of the VHS. Uh, wonderful. Good family fun. That's ABC TV. Probably paid to do that because they were also owned by Disney. Right. Um, the here's the th- the three pictures on the back of the VHS are, um, I think one of the best scenes, which is him as Santa on the park bench and that little girl recognizing him as Santa. Oh yeah, and coming up to him, so cute, and telling her what. Yeah, that's a great kid actor. We'll get back to kid actors, I'm sure. Yeah. Then is the the Santa lineup? Does that actually happen? Oh yeah, there's, yep. There's like a yep that happens. Yeah, okay. Um, Which is super dumb. I think because that gives you 
None of them are it him. It is very dumb. Like, no, none of them are him. And then him on the roof. Three good pictures. Okay. Superstar comedian and Golden Globe winner, Tim Allen, shines bright in Disney's magical, larger-than-life hit comedy that People Magazine dubbed the most playfully amusing, inventive, cinematic fable in several decades. Oh, jeez. People Magazine. Wow. Rooftop clatter leads to merry adventure after Santa falls down on the job. Oh. We have to talk about that, too. And Scott Calvin's son, Charlie, convinces dad to try in the red suit. Eight reindeer pilot the pair to the North Pole, where they soon discover that by donning the famous suit, dad must now accept all of Santa's duties. Over the next year, a surprised, not-so-jolly Scott grows a Santa-sized <laughs> tummy and beard, causing friends, family, and business associates to wonder if he's lost his marbles. All except Charlie, who thinks his dad is perfectly suited for his new job. Each well-kept secret of the North Pole is revealed in Disney's hilarious and heartwarming tale that's, quote, destined to become a holiday classic, New York Post. Now you can unwrap all the magic of the holidays any day of the year. <laughs> For sure. That's Anthony does that any day of the year. Good News Nation, it's in color, rated PG. Pretty good. Running time, 97 minutes. Ooh, chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's a great movie. We should go to the trial. All right. Um, th this might be a challenge for us <laughs> to prove that it's a perfect movie. We're going to try to do it. Let's do it. It was the night before Christmas, and children were dreaming of the presents Santa would bring. Somebody's on the roof. But this Christmas Eve... Hey, you! The unthinkable happened. Killed him. Did not. Now, this night. If something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. It's up to them. Let's go. To save the day. Together, Scott Kelvin and his son Charlie take on the biggest job in the world. Looking good, Dad. And though it has its dangers. Nice teeth. He thought it was just for one night. You're the new Santa. I am not Santa Claus. Ah, you put on a suit, you're the big guy. What if I don't buy into this Santa Claus thing? Then there would be millions of disappointed children around the world. He doesn't want the job. It was a dream. But it's growing on him. I've gained 45 pounds in a week. Now he's getting into the spirit. You're ah! a live keeps that believe me. I want some ballet slippers. And getting ready for the biggest night of his life. How could I have done this without you, Charlie? You got it. Walt Disney presents a timeless tale that will warm your heart. I love you, Santa Claus. I love you, son. Lift your spirits and make you believe. You really are Santa Claus. Pretty cool, huh? Share the merriment and the magic. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Tim Allen. Santa? The Santa Claus. All rise. Ho, ho, ho. How's it going? Oh, jeez. I love falling asleep to this movie. Watching myself or whatever. Wait, okay. I'm confused about who was saying that. I don't know, Dr. Knutson. Maybe it was Dr. Knutson... You know, sometimes at a party, <laughs> it's like Dr. Knutson at the the party at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, yeah. At his hospital or whatever, and he yeah, gets yeah. to be Santa. That's it. That's okay. it. Great. 
Um, okay, here we are on the trial. Here's how this works. We pick a movie we love. Anthony and I love the Santa Claus. Yep. We talk through it, and we act as its defense counsel and present evidence to exhibits of peace or whatever, um, and we attempt to prove to you, the listener, and to one another that the movie is perfect. When we're done, we each get a vote. Anthony gets a vote. I get a vote. The collective listeners get a vote. If y'all vote 75% yay or more, that equals a yes. If it's three yeses, it's perfect. We send this VHS that I just read off of up to Jabba the Hutt. He's our evil alien of the year. This is the last chance because mm. we're changing aliens in, in January. Right. This, this is, is the last chance to send him something good, a Santa <laughs> Claus, because our goal is to convert him into a good boy. Now, if he watches these VHSs, he will, unfortunately, because we like so much when Princess Leia strangles him, we've decided he will have a deathbed conversion and still die at the hands of grown-up Leia in the bikini, yep. metal right. bikini. <laughs> we want to keep that scene. We like his tongue sticking out. So <laughs> that's how this works. Um, so I, I, I don't, it's not a very complicated plot. But maybe we can talk through it. Yeah, we could talk through a little bit. Dude, sure. so I heard that the the writers Leo Benvenuto, Benvenuto, mm -hmm. love that name. Yeah. Uh also Michael Convertino, composer. I mean like this kind of like Italian sounding names, they kind of make me hungry for like Italian food. Is there any Italian um, food in the movie? No, I don't think so. No. But Steve Rudnick, that was the other writer. Apparently Okay. The big idea, like the kernel, was mm -hmm. what if Santa Claus died? Okay. And that, that's a cool little kernel of an idea. Like, what yep. happens? Like, what, what would happen if Santa what Claus if? died? Yeah, uh -huh. so um, at the, I took a screenwriting class. I was an English creative writing major. Yep. And that's often how they say the best the 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 hook of a novel or a movie starts best with a um a really curious what if yeah okay that hasn't been shown before um so what if santa died i'm not sure if there's another movie i can think of that's tackled that what if right like who takes over it's one of those things like people will ask like, is it the same Santa forever? And how does he uh -huh. deliver all the presents all in one night? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this movie actually addresses it uh, in, in, in a fun way, um, which is kind of surprising because it's about what if Santa died. Right. <laughs> so to make a fun movie out of that. <laughs> um, right. And actually, I might chunk in right away. Okay. Because this relates to my first piece of evidence. Okay. Which is they took this kind of bonkers what if. Yep. And made a fun movie out of it. Uh-huh. Okay, that's and good. And they stuck with the fact that Santa did die. Right. Okay. Now, I told you I have a million strickens. Yeah. Okay. This is one of the biggest... Really? Okay. Which is nobody gave a rip about Santa <laughs> dying. Like, no. th this is what I know it, we've talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> I know. 
But this Aaron and I were laughing super hard. Like, like okay, the scene where Scott Calvin goes to the North Pole. Right? Like every they're like so happy that he's there. You've got the the ET music plays for a second. You're all the grown-ups. Symphony number two. And right. no like nobody cares that Santa just died. I would say it's more disturbing. The happiness is disturbing in itself. The uh-huh. nonchalance is yeah. even more disturbing. Just pure and wonder that <laughs> where where is the wonder <laughs> here in this scene that you have a new Santa? Yeah. Also, just explain it to the guy. There's like yeah, Bernard yeah. expects him to know all these things, and everybody's like, "You're Santa." So, yeah. Um, this is obviously just so you know, listener, going to be a case. This movie that the the flaws of this movie actually are pluses for me. Okay, for some reason. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, I love watching this movie. Because of how <laughs> ridiculous and flawed it is. <laughs> but okay. So like so so he comes in and he's like, you know, who's in charge here? You are, right? Yeah. Who's the head right. elf? You are, right? You. But like yesterday it was that guy that they must have loved, right? And then also, you know how there's the Mrs. Claus. So we we have talked about this on the podcast have? before. What happened to his Mrs. Claus? Yeah. Was she Where's... buried with him like yeah. some Egyptian god? <laughs> yeah, like where's the grieving? Like, shouldn't there no be no grieving? Uh... Yep. Okay. Um, okay. So to stick with this, Santa died. Mm-hmm. And um and Tim Allen takes over, and then to barrel through, yeah, yeah, without addressing any of that stuff that we're talking <laughs> yeah. about, yeah, yeah, is you got you have to give it to him. It's yeah. so bold <laughs> yeah. and risky that this kind of question that we're asking each other right now wouldn't prevent people from going to see this movie. Yeah, there must be some sort of untenable magic in it. Yeah. To keep you loving it because it is so dumb. Yeah. Totally. Um, now, can I just say we noticed something interesting in this viewing last night. Mm, okay. So if people haven't seen the Santa Claus, they just like listening to us. The yep. the conceit of this movie is that Tim Allen is just a regular schmo. Yep. He accidentally kills Santa. Yep. Um. I think that's also different than the original pitch for this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he going to get shot or something? He, I think it still was an accident, but he shot him because he thought he was a robber. Oh, okay. That's that's funny. Yeah, wow. So obviously they had to tone that down where instead it is sort of his fault still. He yells. Hey, you! And then Santa goes, What's that? falls off the roof and die. I mean, He's alive and then he's dead. Dude, a guy dies on screen in a kid's movie. Yep. Uh, that's and what we were talking about the other day too. Me and Aaron was like, wait, that's kind of gory, right? 
And it's not some side thing that it, it is yeah. the movie. It, it, yeah. The movie yeah. doesn't work unless this man is murdered. Right. What if Santa died? Right. right. <laughs> so, so here's something we noticed. Elves. I don't know if you've ever noticed this about the movie. You okay. see elves before this happens. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. For sure. Little Easter eggs all over the place. Like the little blonde girl in the mm-hmm. uh the toy story window yep or not toy story uh toy store window yep yeah yep um and then we noticed in the restaurant oh the, denny's in at denny's oh also got, buco. You, he was gonna eat also buco there's a little italian food they do oh yeah they do they go don't past end up an italian that. restaurant yep yeah. so he's such a bad dad and regular schmo that he's there's there's a kind of like a divorce story but also like Charlie, his son, is spending Christmas Eve with him, and so they, he burns all the food. They have to go to Denny's. Yep. A really funny scene, I think, where there is a special room for divorced dads. Oh yeah, and their kids to go to <laughs> at Denny's on New Year on Christmas Eve. That's funny. Uh-huh. Yep, very um, funny. There is an elf in there. Oh, I missed that one. There's an elf in Shoot. that room, kind okay. of looking at them. Huh. And so Jessica last night was like, are they scouting? Mm. Are there elves out scouting for the new Santa because they hate their current Santa? Oh. And this whole thing was a setup. <laughs> so, they, so the elves like Bernard in charge killed Santa? Yes. yes. <laughs> the, then at the very end of the movie, once everything is done, there's the scene of elves mixed into the crowd Kind of running yep. off together in joy. Like, sure, sure. we did it. Uh-huh. So, I don't know what was cut or added in this movie and why. But it was interesting to watch last night. There's a read of it where they're happy because they hated the old Santa. Okay, so previous Santa was awful. Yeah. They chose Scott Calvin. He's in the toy business. His name, his initials are exactly. SC. Yes. Yeah. So he has some experience with toys. He's kind. He doesn't. He the the um, the the Denny scene was kind of like okay. This guy isn't completely attached to any family, and right. his kid could go and be raised by his mom and Judge Reinhold. Yep. Uh huh. If we need to take this guy out permanently into the North yep. Pole. Okay. They, that's now, not bad. N- none of that is said explicitly. You have to read into that the hundredth viewing. <laughs> it's probably bunk, right. but it was interesting to think about, and it makes a little bit more sense of this thing that we're noticing that you yep. and Aaron noticed. That it doesn't seem like a big deal that Tim Allen is now the new Santa. Yeah. So this is basically a Christopher Nolan movie that you need to like peel layers away <laughs> right. and hundred yeah. viewing. Okay, now I see right, right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not since the Sixth Sense. Actually, this is probably yeah. before. Maybe this inspired the Sixth Sense. Who mm. knows? He was he was dead the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. he was Santa the whole time. They were yeah. after him. Right. Um, so uh, th- there's just something impressive to me. About taking a bonkers, disturbing, mm-hmm. um, what if, and yep. making it into a movie that is 
pretty joyful and fun and works despite that. Yep. Good. We may have talked about this in Back to the Future too, where it's like, why do why is it universally forgiven that one of the plot points of this movie is that a kid's mom wants to get with him? <laughs> you know, like, right. That is so weird and creepy. But Back to the Future is accepted as a perfect movie, including yep. by us. Yep. We're willing to overlook that very disgusting part of the movie. Yep. I don't it know. It feels like the Santa Claus is a little bit like that. Yeah, just kind of built into the into the way we watched it that we didn't think at the time it was weird or it just yep, went over I our think heads. that's true. And then yep. it it got grandfathered in as acceptable mm-hmm. instead of super weird. <laughs> I think you could say the same thing about the Santa Claus. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hmm. And even that little kid in that scene says it. So all I have to do is kill you and then I can be Santa. Totally. Yeah. And, and then line. even later, he's like, okay, you, you got my flame retardant suit by, mm-hmm. you know, the, that, what what's the guy's, what's the uh, the head scientist's name? Oh, I love that elf. I he's got love, a British accent. Yeah. I used to, when Lily was little, I used uh-huh. to, she'd be like, hello, Santa. And I'd be like, no, no, more accent. <laughs> Hello, Santa. No, no, no. I said I could still understand it. More accent, Lily. Hello, Santa. I like that elf. I like Larry. Do you know who Larry is? He's the guy. He's one of the guys that kind of is nonchalant in the in the first scene, mm. where he's like, he he takes Charlie to the to the kitchen, isn't he? And flippantly, oh. Oh, Bernard yeah, yeah. calls him Larry, which I think is a funny elf mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Like Judy, what about Judy? And what do you think about Judy? Um, she she's she's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I I'm I not know. sure she knows what to do with her eyes. Yeah, thanks. I'm seeing somebody in wrapping. Like <laughs> another, that was another little, kind of creepy scene. That that was yep. That's creepy. But he but oh man, but he didn't mean it to be. You know what I mean? No, and he and he kind of like backs off of that immediately. I think Judy is cute, but she reminds me of the hook kids. Yeah. Who are doing line readings. Yeah. And because there's a certain charm in that that you look forward to. But okay. I don't think she's a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. She's yeah. not the worst elf. We'll get to that. No, elf. no. Not at all. She, I mean, she's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect hot chocolate scene. I think. Hot chocolate is, uh, yeah, off the hook in this in these movies. Yep. There's more so, hot chocolate in the second one, too, that it's just so good. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Binging with Babish, who we've talked about before, right. makes the hot chocolate from this on his channel. I mean, everything oh, I watch. Oh, because she says the recipe. Well, yeah. It's just extra chocolate shaken, not stirred. But oh, he... Yeah. he I mean, it's, it's it's nothing like super special, but it took her twelve hundred okay. years, right, to right. to perfect. Yeah, it reminded me though. Aaron and I were talking about this. Um, that in two thousand four or two thousand five, Starbucks yeah. came out mm. with this drink, and it was called the Chentico. Yes, and it was adult hot chocolate, not adult meaning like had alcohol in it, right? But it was. Essentially, an espresso shot mm-hmm. of like molten hot chocolate, like like 
you know, like this isn't your kid's hot chocolate. You know what I mean? Like somehow they packed 360 calories into an espresso cup of like the rich and the richest, most velvety, delicious hot chocolate you could imagine. This was when Aaron and I worked at Starbucks in New York. Now, do you know the connection here where I come into this story? No. Oh, wait. Wait, did we get one? We got one. Oh. When we went to the Empire State Building. What? I forgot about that. Together. You said to me, you have to try this. What? And we got it. It was it was exactly how you're describing in basically a shot glass. Yep. We had it. And then we walked to Empire State Building, and that's yep. when my bloody my bloody nipples thing happened because yep. it was so cold and my nipples were hard and they got bloody in my scratchy shirt and we had to buy band-aids <laughs> yep. in the in the, the drugstore underneath the Empire State Building. <laughs> if the two gomers never do the New York City Marathon, we already have done it where we walked right, around New York City. We at least City. got the bloody nipples. Yep. Discovered what nipple nipple chafing is. Right. Before pre, gomers were yeah, gomers. pre-running. This was uh-huh. before the running, yeah. Yep. But we got Chintico that day. I do we did. I'm sorry that I don't remember that at all. No, well, wow. the, the thing is the reason I remember it is because it's the only one I ever had. Like you like you're saying, you worked there. Okay. So Okay. Probably got yep. it for free. We probably I went think to so. my Actually, Starbucks. You you know what? I think we got it for free. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I I did a little bit of research into that, and it only made uh-huh. it like one season. I'm kind of like, why? Yeah, that that I remember really enjoying it. Uh huh. As kind of a non coffee person, then. Um, yep. I just remember it was super rich, pretty thick, like the hot chocolate in this movie. Totally. Darker than the hot chocolate in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It it would have been like really strong, dark. Rich, yep. still sweet, but mm-hmm. not too sweet. Doesn't she say yes. that in that? Not, not too, too sweet. sweet. Not too hot. Extra chocolate. Shaken, not stirred. Which is a great detail about uh, what mm-hmm. a good hot chocolate is. Agreed. If it's a punishingly sweet cup of hot chocolate, it's not as good. I totally agree. Because you want to give space for some whipped cream to sweeten it even yeah. more. Yep. And so you don't want to go overboard. Or or mm. marshmallows. My mom. <laughs> That's true, yeah. My mom, I don't know. I think she went on some, like, vacation with some friends to mm-hmm. Mexico. And she kind of got into that, like, spiced Mexican hot chocolate. Yeah. And so that's kind of become something that we do with her that's always super fun. Yep. Is yeah. that Mexican hot chocolate. I love, I love that. I love that too. Yep. There's a coffee place in town that just makes the best Mexican hot chocolate. Oh, I bet you get it real Ooh. good there. Love it. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so but anyways, that's my first <laughs> not too sweet. My first piece of evidence is Santa Claus dies. And they Perfect. still make an entertaining movie out of that conceit. You you just have to be impressed by that. I agree. Great job. Okay. Yep. All right, let me chunk in, but it's only going to take Great. two seconds. Okay. I was just going to say perfect title, but we already said it. That, yes. That was. Oh, good. I'm so glad you did because I I was going back and forth, like I said in the intro. I I think the title the title sums it up, and I think I don't even know that mm-hmm. we would it, like if you read it just like with you know you just look past it, would you notice the e? 
You know there I mean? you go. I think that's part of its perfection okay. is you can miss it. Like it, I almost it, wonder if people misspell Santa Claus <laughs> like now because of this title. <laughs> Sometimes I just think we're the same guy, dude. I, I thought all of these things <laughs> so you many like times. Maybe write it wrong if you were writing it out. <laughs> What I I do, <laughs> yeah. Does Claus Santa Claus have an E? Actually, <laughs> Santa Claus without an E looks weird, but that's how yeah. you spell it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I would even go so far to say that I don't think I got it mm. at first. I'm sure as a 14, 15 year old kid, I did not either. Like at least didn't the, notice the, because the Santa Claus might work, like. Mm-hmm. The Santa Claus, okay, okay, this is like an important Santa Claus or something, right? Yeah. But the fact that it's kind of a sneaky pun, uh huh. And I bet people that have never seen it, yeah, don't know that 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 it's a pun, and probably think, oh, maybe it's spelled with an E, and I didn't know that, or just don't think about it at all. Yeah. And so you have to know that you have to watch the movie to get the title. That's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like. To change the spelling of one of the most famous names in history, mm-hmm. that that's an accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. Now, the Mrs. Claus uh, makes what you you would not misspell. Like you would be able to tell that that was a clause, not a Klaus. Maybe. You know? And I've said this before. And I think I said this on the Steel Magnolias app. I think mm-hmm. that should have just been the title of the second movie, yes. the Mrs. Claus, that was because a major this fail. movie had gotten so big. Uh-huh. I don't think they needed to. Do they didn't didn't need to be worried that people wouldn't know that it's the Santa Claus sequel? Yes, I mean put it in the same font, which they right. would same coloring, yep. and then you've got a picture of Tim Allen, and yep. um, what's her name from uh, Lost? Juliet from Lost. I can't remember her name. Elizabeth something. I think. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, now I, the third one, which I think you've only seen once, if at all. Right. Yeah, dude. I I I kind of think the third one's dumb, dude. I'm sorry. Well, it, it pales in comparison to these two. That's why I'm curious about the TV tomatoes. show. I'm gonna look up those Rotten Tomatoes real quick. Good idea. I was gonna say that they do have a subtitle in Santa Claus Three: colon, The Escape Clause. Okay. But yep, you're right. Nothing yep. in Santa Claus Two. No, no colon, The Mrs. Claus. I would have nope, even been just... happy about that, but they don't have that. The Santa Claus yeah, the, 2. The Santa Claus 2. Wow, that gets 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? The second that, one? Yeah. I love the second one. I think the Santa... I, I Hot take, but I think the Santa Claus 2, I, it's, I'm close to liking it more than the Santa Claus 1. I don't know. Well, as, as established just a couple minutes ago, we are the same guy, so I agree with you. The Santa okay. Claus 2 is a better movie. Yep. It's really, so why, really good. So why then do I think this one is the perfect one? Probably because I felt like it's more appropriate for us to talk about the first one than the second one. But I also think this first one is flawed in different ways yeah. than the second well, one is. And right. I'll go back to the fact that I think that makes this one special. Okay. Well, part of what this has that's so good is uh-huh. original idea... And yep. ju- uh, what was what was the other one where the first one is way more low budget than the second one? Not Home Alone. Oh yeah, when we talk, I mean, I think when you when you think about Pixar movies and you think about the budget or yeah. the 
technology between even Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 a huge difference. Yep. Um, but there was something specific where we were talking about. It rivals this one, but I think this one blows anything else out of the water budget-wise from the first to the second. Yes. Dang it. What, Seeing it on screen. What movie was it that we were like the second one? The first one was amazing and perfect, and then the second. Oh, oh yeah, it, it could could it be Empire? I think Not Empire. I think it was Terminator. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because Terminator one, We're low the, budget, low tech, amazing. Just and that's part of its charm. That's part yeah. of its perfection. What they had to do to make Terminator work, mm-hmm. right? And then Terminator two is just like, you can tell they have ten times as much money. Yes, and ex- like an experience <laughs> like this. Santa Claus 2, the production value is a million times better. It looks incredible. Yep. For, um, for, for 2002 or whatever it was. The fact that you never see the outside at the North Pole, that you can yeah. tell in this movie, it's three or four sets. Yeah. And in Santa Claus 2, it's a whole city mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you're in. Um, totally. So, yeah, I... I I think I I just need I I'll go back to the part to the thing that I actually like the the chintzier sets. Yeah. Um and the lower production value. I think sure. I think it's perfect. Yep. The closest you can get to night they saved the better. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I should probably chunk in there cuz I think that's the uh, it's hard for me to describe but the lower budget makes it perfect. Okay, I love it. Nice. The the fact that he when he's in the sleigh and riding off of the roof for the first time looks so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, do, can we can we drop in a few a few quick strickens here? Because I think this fits love here. It. Okay. Okay. So my first yep. stricken. I mean, the the biggest These are stricken, things we strike from the record yes. and people can't count towards their vote. Yep. Yep. The biggest strike of all was that there's no grieving. They're yeah. celebrating the arrival of somebody that replaced what should have been like their, you know, their favorite guy in the world, like their leader, right? Like he's Santa yep. Claus. So, yeah. And also what happened to Mrs. Claus? Did she die mm-hmm. immediately? You know, like, does she die when he dies? Yeah. Like, are they connected like twins or something? Yeah. And she just felt like. Princess Leia style, right? Oh, I felt he died. Yeah. And so then you die. Yep. Yep. Um, some I heard somebody say uh, that maybe he found out about the Mrs. Claus and didn't want to get married. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> fell off a roof so he wouldn't yeah. have to get married. <laughs> right. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that and my theory about it are super stretches. Yeah. The fact is... Nobody seems to be surprised or care. Yes. Yep. <laughs> when he comes in and you have to strike that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So strike that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. Uh then the the second biggest strike is the 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 effects are terrible. The effects are horrible. Yeah. But you're saying that's good. Like it's almost it, it's, it's the so so bad that it's like animated, like they drew it. You know, I, I mean? look forward to it. Okay, I can't explain sure, it any sure. any more than that. That's I okay. can't wait for the part when he flies around, and it looks like I think you were saying Lily was saying this about um, 
hunt for red october where it's like are, is that just animation is it just drawn <laughs> you know like yeah i mean you can look forward to it and i look forward to it too i mean you know i look forward to night they saved and it's way worse yeah the reindeer so, zephyr is way worse than this now i do i do like the practical effect of the reindeer oh yeah the, the, the animatronic comment i i love an animatronic uh-huh. and i think it's an excellent animatronic <laughs> Are you growling at me? We talked about the prosthetics and makeup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, and I also wonder about the Santa Clauses, are we going to see more CGI to, to decrease the amount of torture that Tim Allen has to go through? Wait, is that um, what they're doing? I don't know. I haven't seen any of it. See but, that? Yeah, like motion capture, like Andy Circus style. Man, imagine exactly. you just, instead of all the makeup, just put those little dots yeah. on the face or something. No little dots back then. This was all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. practical effects, and we love that, yes. right? We love mm-hmm. practical effects. I think that there are special effects in this movie, though, that are so bad. Yeah. And even, like, little tricks they do. So there's that one, like, part where they're wrapping the policeman up with the tinsel, yeah. not just for decoration. Mm-hmm. And it's sped up, and so all the kids have to stand really still yeah because they're in the shot of the sped up guy going around yeah and you can see them like kind of shaking really and i just i love that stuff <laughs> yep it's like uh what what is it groundhog day when the the car is on the train tracks and right. like you can just tell they just sped up the camera. Everything sped up. So I love a speed up. I love oh, a slow down. Mad Max. I love all that Mad stuff. Mad Max, right? Mm-hmm. The speed yes. up in the first Mad Max. Yeah. Uh there's some there's something that hits me deep in so, those. Do, okay, so do you think that like cuz that that's like ironically good, right? Mhm. When yeah. you're a movie person, are you doing it like that? Because it's all you can do, or it has are... to be connected to our nostalgia, dude. It, right, we, you have to, to a certain extent, love the movie. I yeah. think to accept that kind of thing. On the other hand, whenever I see an '80s or '90s movie and I can see the strings, I can see how the sausage was made. I th- that I think that's a huge thing that's lost with CGI because mm. any special effect, if you don't understand how they did it. You don't care because that means they did it with with computers. Right, right. And so I like to see and think about how do they make that janky special effect that just happened work. Yeah. And I love it. Yep. There's, it's part of the perfection for me. Okay. Love it. All right. A couple other. Any str- more strickens? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would just like to strike the needle drops. They do. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. They do that too many times. I, I think they use that three times. I've thought that for a long time. Why didn't they? Um, like I've I've always thought that like they couldn't have done something more original. I because I mean not is, only was that in Home Alone. Yeah, I was just gonna mention. But Home they Alone. use it multiple times in this movie. So yeah. I think that's a strike. The, the 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 reason it works in Home Alone is I think there are a lot of different needle drops 
yes, that aren't repeated. Totally. And in this one, it's just kind of like, did they just, they had $22 million. They only had a certain amount to buy rights to Christmas yeah. songs. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. It's, it's not, it's not great. The soundtrack. Yeah, I think that one was lazy. Yeah. Um, and then last one. Mm. For now, at least, mm-hmm. is in Christmas movies where this is more of a plot hole or trope than a stricken. But where do parents think these presents come from? <laughs> right. We've ta- I'm sure we've talked about this before. Just the issues with Santa in general. Yeah, yeah. Like if Santa's real. Yeah. And like he does deliver presents all like that canoe. Yeah. Right. Like. Where did that come from? Right. If Judge Reinhold is so adamant mm, yeah, yeah. that Santa doesn't exist, then where do the presents come from? Right. The, where That's... did that... Uh, I'll strike this. That skateboard that Charlie gets, which is like three yep. skateboards attached... Have you ever seen this yeah. thing in real I, life? I don't, I've... Wondered for years, how? what do you even do with that? How does that thing function? Yep, totally. Anyways, where did that skateboard come from? If mm-hmm. Tim Allen didn't buy it and you guys didn't buy it, who brought it? Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. Th- this whole thing about like how did they do it all in one night is so not addressed in this yeah. movie. Yep, yep. That, oh, um, yeah, I mean, right. It's like they go to two houses and they're done. <laughs> you know, and and Charlie's there awake for all of it. Like the like, is it? I guess maybe you could say there's ooh, with the theory that uh, they were scouting him. Maybe they had this be the very last stop. There you go. That's good. Yep. Okay. Because on the other hand, in this movie, they do ask some of those questions. Judge mm-hmm. Reinhold, which. I don't have him as as a exhibit, but I do think he's so good in this movie and in the second one mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man, I know. Perfect alfalfa sprout sandwich wrap. Pita <laughs> I was wondering if thing. you were going to mention the pita. <laughs> that pita pocket with the alfalfa, dude. That's perfect. It looks so good. And then perfect McDonald's scene in <laughs> in the Santa second Claus one. Two. Yep. Mm-hmm. He plays off of everybody he's against in this movie so well. Uh-huh. I think his relationship it's an understated with, performance. Yes, his relationship with the mom is funny. I think his relationship mm-hmm. with the principal is funny. When he meets Bernard mm-hmm. and Bernard's eating his pita sandwich, I think that scene is <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, agreed. And then of course the <laughs> dynamic between him and Tim Allen is I I think is perfect. Yep, I love it. I love it. Cuz he's sort of a doof, but he's smart. And then of course mm-hmm. this 90s thing about psychiatry is stupid. <laughs> right yeah. like he's not a real doctor but you can put that yeah. in the contact lenses and cell phone category yeah where yeah it's a, such a 90s thing to make fun of psychology yes and psychiatry um anyways he is grilling charlie about how does this happen mm-hmm. and then there's he plays against charlie really well too where charlie says have you ever seen a million dollars no well then how do you yep. it, it's what does he say he said, just because, he said, just you, because you haven't seen ha- it. Yeah, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And then he says, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. It, the, I really like that exchange. It's kind of touching That's and, a, and it's good a writing. Great, great quote and good writing. I yep. love the million dollar line. 
Me too. So good. I think about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Core memory. (laughs) Totally. It's like a a lesson in apologetics from an (laughs) eight-year-old. You did it, Charlie. (laughs) Um, Actually, uh, can I chunk in about one more thing that I think actually they get right in this movie? Sure. A lot of things are brushed over and ignored. But... Yep. The way that people would feel about a guy that was going through this, I think, feels authentic to me. Okay. Explain Where that a little bit. This guy's getting super fat all of a sudden. Mm. Not fat shaming. I'm just saying in a day. Yep. He's, he's, he says at one point he gained 45 pounds in a week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. They are the, the, I wish I remembered the name of the mom. I can't remember right now. Oh, I forgot to write it down. I usually do. I'll just call her Bangs because I like her Bangs. Okay. Bangs and Judge Reinhold are like, what is wrong with you? Uh This is really concerning to us to the point where we think we need to take Charlie away from you. Yep. I think they could have chosen not to do that and kind of surrounded him with people that were just like, whatever, this guy... But to sure. actually make it a point of contention and t- and tension where they're like, listen, this is weird. Yeah. What did he say? You're taking this to an unhealthy level. Yep. Um, right? I think Just to a, make Charlie like you. I, Laura I think, is her name. Laura, Laura there we go. Name. I think that kind of humanizes everybody in a way that's helpful for the movie and, yep. and takes it from kind of like a, a movie you could dismiss to at least the good stage (laughs) right Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. maybe that's one of the reasons why you stick with the process throughout the movie is that people are reacting to him i think in pretty real honest true to life ways where it's like i don't know if you should be around this kid anymore because Mm -hmm. you are kind of becoming the kind of person that we are worried to be around yep Okay, that's very 90s in like it becomes a little bit more like you said like grounded in reality like like that could be brushed over maybe in the 80s. Yeah. Like does fantasy or like we didn't notice that you started growing a beard and wearing <laughs> right. red and and gaining weight and looking like Santa, right? They're and having like, a heartbeat just, that is the melody of jingle yeah. bells. We just didn't yeah. notice those things. <laughs> right. Um yeah, like, whereas they're like, this is weird, dude. Yep. Like, and it kind of comes to a head when he, like, like the part from the back of the VHS box mm-hmm. where he's got kids lining up, strangers, yep. strange kids getting on a stranger's lap in a park. Uh-huh. And he's wearing a red hoodie. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's really weird. I I, I don't know. So I just have, what, have they always been impressed. To, with the fact yep. that they they go there with yep. they don't ask you to suspend belief. Right. They're like, no, 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 this is weird. Yep. I agree. Um, so I, I just for some reason really like that about the movie. I, I think Agreed. that um it, it it just humanizes everybody, like I said. So that's my second piece of evidence. Okay, so that would be the second what if. So what if Santa died and then mm-hmm. what if an average Joe became Santa? Yeah. You know, like, yep. I, I actually heard a reading of this from a, a British uh, 
uh, critic that said mm-hmm. this, uh, a reading of this movie is it's a body horror movie is what he said. <laughs> yeah. So he said it's like a I miracle on 34th meets the fly. Did you read that one? Well, uh, no, I didn't, which is then weird that I mentioned <laughs> Jeff Goldblum as the fly yeah. in, the, in the cold open because it is. It, it is. I see a lot of similarities now between those two movies where he's like, I can't control this horrible change that's coming over my body. Yeah. I have to hide from it. I have to hide uh-huh. it from other people. It's affecting yeah. not only my body, but my mentality. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that read. <laughs> that's good. Because <laughs> he can't do anything about it. Like, yeah. Right. It, it's out of his control. Uh, and I do like that center section of the movie where he's trying to control it. He keeps shaving. Um, I know. He's, he's doing exercise. The d- whole doctor visit, I think, is really funny where the doctor's disappointed to find that he's healthier than he's ever been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, good. healthy as a horse. Yeah, Clydesdale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One thing we need to mention, dude. Yep. We talk numbers sometimes. Mm. I mean... The num I the, just the numbers when he gets on the scale when I'm like, wait, that's Santa weight. I'm like, I've been there, dude. Right? Like because right. I, I clocked it this time. It was 192 when he steps on the scale. Bro, that's that's not that's not crazy, okay? So is that kind of like this was heavy in 94 or something like that? I don't know. Right. I think it's probably like this uh, probably Tim Allen is not that heavy in real life. And so it had sure. to be a little bit heavier than he was. And then the the gag in that scene is that you see the you see the weight ticking up as he's on the scale. And then they pan away. Sort they pan of. away. Yeah. So, well, so, so he says he gained 45 pounds in a week if he was 192. Oh, so does he, he say like, that before he steps on that scale? I don't know. Was he 145? <laughs> no, he Jeez. wasn't. I think Jeez. I think that doctor scene is after the scale. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, um yeah, so we don't know what he started at. I do like I do like a that gag of the scale actually rising while he's on it. I think that's fun. That's funny. Yeah. It is also funny. Actually, Aaron and I were laughing at the the bedside manner of the doctor when he pulls up his shirt. <laughs> okay, uh, up with the shirt. Let's take a listen to the old ticker. Whoa. You know, like, we were like, that is super mean. <laughs> you know, well, people are pretty mean to him. I you know? love his gray sweatsuit outfit. I know. Yeah. Oh, boy. That is a funny scene. He yep. he is. And that's what I mean about he's not only changing physically, but he, like, is so adamant that they get Santa right in these toys and the elves. Oh, yeah. I think he's really funny in that scene. Yep, I love that. That yep. scene is very funny. Yeah. No way Santa's going anywhere without his sleigh. He would if he's trying to sell the total tank. Well, isn't that a pretty picture? Santa rolling down the block in a panzer. Well, kids, I, I certainly hope you've been good this year because it looks like Santa just took out the Pearson home. It's coming! Um, did, you, did, you have, did you have any more uh, uh, exhibits? Because I do. there's one more thing I want to talk about. want to make sure. Okay, we well, my about. other... Exhibit was actually, um, I'll just chunk in and say it because we talked about it earlier. Okay. Which was just the hour and 38 running time. Perfect at it. Yep. I mean, like, one of the things they edited out that I, that I read about was in an earlier scene, earlier scene in the movie, they, 
he says the one eight hundred number. Oh right. So I guess and it um, ended up a, being a an, real one or something. Yeah, in an earlier cut of the movie, uh-huh. um, Laura writes down Neil's parents' number mm-hmm. and gives it to him, and then he reads it and he's like, "One eight hundred spank me," right? <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, super funny. So apparently, uh, that is an actual sex line, and kids <laughs> were calling it, and parents were like super mad at Disney. So they did two things. One, they cut it from the DVD release. They cut that scene. Okay. And two, they bought that number. Oh, okay. Just to uh, cover their uh, tracks. Right. So. 1-800-SPANK-ME. I kind of want to call it right now. <laughs> call it live on the Gomers. Wait, now, I've got one other number to call, dude. Oh, you do? Okay. Yep. So uh, Home Alone 2. Yeah. He, he re- records with his talk boy, guests of the celebrity Ding Dang Dong. Mm-hmm. Stay at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel, New York's most exciting hotel experience. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. We called that number. Oh, and you it did? it was a hotel reservation number. No I mean, this is way. like in the, in the 90s. We totally called it. Wow, that's amazing. I love it. Yeah, we should call one eight hundred spank me. <laughs> See who picks up. Disney yeah. CEO. It's Bob, sure Bob, not Bob Iger. Who's the Who's the one now? It was Bob one? Iger. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. So uh, I don't remember hearing that in the Disney Plus cut either when we watched no, it last not. night. So it must be out. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can we talk before we end? We're coming to the close of the episode. Mm-hmm. About. The elves with attitude. Yeah. Okay. Who are these other kids? We're your worst nightmare. Elves with attitude. So this is another thing I, that I inexplicably cannot wait for. Mm-hmm. When we watch the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. This kid, you know, there's there's four or five elves with attitude. Elves. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that stupid thing E-L-F-S. is. Oh, what does ELFS stand for? It's not good. It's it's it doesn't make much sense. El, what does are you looking it up? Yeah. Um, so they're part of this like it's like Navy SEALs or something. Effective liberating flight squad. Oh geez. Who farted? Um yeah, so, and also, where were they when Santa Claus died? <laughs> right? Why aren't they on call <laughs> to pick up when he the goes body to- or whatever? <laughs> so it's this, like, special unit. Yep. Obviously hung by strings <laughs> flying oh, around. Yeah. It's it's Peter Pan. Da-da-da-da-da. I can fly. <laughs> kind of like swaying back and forth. I love the rope, the cable work in this movie. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Not yep. only the elves, but it also happens with uh, Tim Allen as Santa. He often floats and he kind of just swings back and forth. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love it. Anyways, the head elf yep. of the Effective Liberating Flight Squad is this young actor. Yep. And he, there's something horribly wonderful about this kid's acting it's got to be the line readings are just like 
It's almost like he didn't know there was a microphone close up or or or, or something. Like it's like it's like we're the good guys. <sighs> so the glottal fry is off the charts. Yeah. So what is glottal fry again? To explain uh, to the people. Yeah. It's when there's there's very little voice. <laughs> it feels like I'm struggling <laughs> with it right now, but I have vocal cord sores. Right. It's a vibration of the throat that is making the sound. Okay, right? here, here's here's according to Wikipedia. The yeah. vocal fry register is the lowest vocal register and is okay, yeah. produced through a loose glottal closure that permits air to bubble through slowly with a popping or rattling right. sound of a very low frequency. It's so, like Paris Hilton. It's like Kim Kardashian. It's like every millennial. I, I would say... On, it's Instagram. a little. It's a little bit episode one, uh, yeah, or episode two. Padme, yeah, we Padme. must defeat yep. the viceroy. Beware, viceroy! The Federation has gone too far this time. We will see. <laughs> um, a choice. <laughs> it's an acting and speaking choice this kid is making, for sure. Yeah, that he probably thought was cool or picked it up in some kid's acting class. Yeah, but when he says. Elizabeth, pause. Attitude. It is your your body just becomes one giant goosebump. <laughs> totally, it's so bad, dude. We're the good guys. We're the good guys. not Tinsel. just for decoration. Um, <laughs> and I adore it. I know, I love it too. We find that we can get around a lot faster if we fly. Few things on earth bring me joy the way this kid <laughs> does. I wish I knew him. I wish I could interview him. I want to find yeah. him. I want to know what's happening with him right now. Yes. I yes. want to ask him about that choice. Yeah. Um, Attitude. So it uh, is, it, I guess it's a case of so bad it's good. Sure. Because of this, like you look forward to it the whole movie. I cannot totally. wait until the elf with attitude arrives. Oh man, I'm trying to find him on. Uh, it's, yeah, it's is he hard on to IMDb. It's hard what to find some up? of these. Some of these. Oh, oh, hold on. No, elves two uh -huh. is Ivanka Cotalto. Elves three, elves number four. I'm not interested Where's in those guys. I want elf number one. Oh, I know. Elves. Those Where's... might be any elves. No, E L F S. Oh, great. Two, three, and four are all listed here, but. Elf, Brett Moon is that this guy? Listen, we're gonna we'll figure we'll figure this out by the result show. We will okay. watch a couple episodes of the Santa Clauses, and oh yeah, we'll do some research on the main elf with attitude because it's something special. Mm -hmm. Um, there's the only guy that rivals him in. I'm looking forward to his bad acting is the guy in Die Hard Two. Who is kind of like the short little guy, mm -hmm. who is uh, in, under the employ of the airport, and he mm -hmm. says, um, uh, "The the antenna array, it's oh, yeah. gone. Didn't yeah. you see it? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and I watched Die Hard two for that part. Yes, and it's love not it. good." And I know it's cringe, and I absolutely love it. And so I couldn't perfect, put it on my one of my exhibits, but I couldn't let the episode go without talking about the elf with attitude. Okay, that's great. Is that you know how they have those um, 
you know, movies that made us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it could be like line readings that made us. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, like yeah, things I, that I you think about and and hear in your mind. They're the soundtrack of our lives. The the they line readings repeat. that made us. Yep. yep. Yeah. Attitude. And I think uh, that's a really special thing about 80s and 90s movies that they they keep line reading unusual line readings like that. Mm-hmm. Even it, Tim Allen goes mm, I'm in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Remember that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we say that constantly. Uh-huh. I'm in big trouble. Mhm. Mm-hmm. What a weird thing and perfect and the movie would be worse without it. Totally. Okay, Love so it. I think that should be another a little mini series or an episode, the lines reading that made us. Take okay. the next month or so. Okay. And because I've been thinking about this for a long time. And just anytime you and Jessica and Jack and Noah and me and the girls and Aaron uh say something like that, write it yes. down. I want okay. I want the 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 lines that made the the line readings that made us. This is a great end of the year assignment. I love okay. it. Okay. And go um, through the holidays. Go through the holidays. Because we're going to be like, the father. Right? <laughs> well, the father is one that is way up there. It's like top five, maybe. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay. Listener, it's up to you. We did our best. And we'll come back in the results show and talk a lot more about the Santa Claus. You know, we only have a certain amount of time. Our episodes have been getting so long that they're breaking Patreon. <laughs> so we're trying to keep it toward the hour and a half mark. Um, Literally so can't upload. We're very curious, Nation. Do you think the Santa Claus is good? And do you think the Santa Claus is a perfect movie? The best way to vote is to follow us on Instagram. Forget Twitter. By the time this comes out, Twitter might be non-existent. Wow. So go to Instagram and Facebook. Annie, our social media guru, puts up the polls there so you can vote in the coming weeks. Is the Santa Claus with an E a perfect movie thank you to Davis for our music Webmaster Adam Jason for our graphics the aforementioned Annie for our social media this is the final movie of 2022 Mm -hmm. and at the beginning January 2022 we decided we're going to start a January mainstay Mm. which is Star Wars movies and so yes. January 2023, the long-awaited Empire, the Empire Strikes Back. The, yes, not a pun. Um, <laughs> just so you know, I've also been holding in my head this um, YouTube video you, sh- you sent me where they make some sort of like Star Wars stew. Oh, yeah. yeah on some right. British talk show. And so yep. I would like to either as our 6.2 episode in Uh January 2023 or as part of the result show, watch that video and make the stew and eat it together. That sounds incredible. Yep, I remember that. Okay, great. I Um, love it. So that's what people have to look forward to. A very Merry Christmas to people that are listening. I mean, we'll we'll come back for the result show before Christmas and we'll be able, able to say that again. But, wow, the Santa Claus... In our long line of Christmas movies that we've done on Perfect Movie, this is a, this is a top tier. Yes, this just makes me so happy to me too. 
talk about and review. You and I were texting all week. Like we're so mm-hmm. excited to do this. Um, yeah. Hey, I, I forgot to mention one thing about home improvement, dude. Throw okay. it all the way back. And I was also mm-hmm. wondering if Jack has seen the McRib being made. <laughs> yeah, we had a long text string about the McRib. We can punt that maybe to a result show. Okay, I, I really want to know. So I'll write okay. that down in the notes for the... Um, but me and my family, my mom, mm-hmm. my dad, my sister, mm-hmm. we our favorite thing was always the 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 deleted scenes, the bloopers at the end of Home Improvement. Yeah. Right? Like we were I, like I, had, I, I haven't thought the, about this for 25 years. You're right. That's so good. The most fun place on earth we would always be like is probably a taping of Home Improvement. We wanted to be one so bad. What would that have been like? I have been to a sitcom taping. Oh yeah. It was absolutely unfunny. A show mm-hmm. called Hope and Faith that didn't last. Oh yeah. I went to I went to that in New York City. The same weekend I had that the Gentico hot trip. chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Um and it was pure misery. And the thing that I mm. kept saying to Nick and Joe, my friends that I went with, was what yep. would this be like if the show was actually funny? If you went to mm. go see a taping of Everybody Loves Raymond, for instance. Yeah. Or Seinfeld dude. Or yeah. Or home improvement. I bet that uh-huh. would be a friggin' blast. Yep. The 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 laughing scenes on Seinfeld, particularly, I think yep. I love watching those because like Elaine can never keep it together. Julia Louis Dreyfus. I know. Yep. Like they look so funny. So the bloopers in at the end during the it was like during the end credits, right? Of yeah, every always. home improvement show. I love yep. that. Like a lots bonus. of breaking and laughing, lots yep. of Things going wrong with the tools. I don't, man, I haven't thought about that for a long time. So funny. That it was like the little treat at the end of every every episode. Genius. Yep. Yeah. And I still maybe that's where my true love for bloopers came mm, from. I freaking yeah. love bloopers. Yeah, me too. Yep. Often in a movie theater when the <laughs> and this is not a line I heard in any. This is just a Stevenism. When the credits start rolling, I say bloopers, bloopers, really loud, <laughs> and usually get a laugh. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah. All right. Great app. Super fun, man. Merry Christmas and happy watching. The Empire Strikes Back. Not just for decades. <laughs> oh, that kid. I want to watch him right now. Bye, everybody.